Where square board? Where square board? Now girl is the where square board? Where square board? Where square board? Now girl is the where square board? Hello, this is Yasmin Metz Johnson. And this is Yasmin Bilkis Ibrahim. We are Y Square Pod. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a special guest in the building. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> His name is Alfred Akiwa Betts, and we'll let him tell him about himself. Thanks, guys. Um, it's really nice um, that I could, can actually join you guys. Um, Alfred Akiwa Betts, um, what would I say um, professionally? I'm a chartered accountant, but also a tax expert. Um, working in Sierra Leone, I worked for the um, I worked for the tax office for a very very long time, and I also work internationally. But also, I have a lot of entrepreneurial <laughs> <laughs> ventures. So um, I'm also one of the co-founders of Freetown Business School. So we formed Freetown Business School in 2017, basically to provide better training services to and obviously help the workforce in Sierra Leone improve their skills. So that's another thing. So. What did I say? Um, and also, I do have other ventures, business ventures. So I'll say um, chartered accountant first. I'm also um, a tax expert and a serial entrepreneur, maybe. Nice. Yeah. nice. You know, what? I feel like that's what I like about Salo. You never yeah. meet someone who has just one. Ah, no, no, multifaceted. You have to hustle. You have to hustle. So I think guy. my 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 first business venture actually I started it when I just finished college actually so we had a family business we're selling building materials my dad was doing building materials on Battle Street okay. so as soon as I finished college basically I just opened that business so I've been doing business like forever and ever and don't ask me when I finished college because that was a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so before we dive in we'll start with the interesting fact oh yeah so you know we're all about like this year return in West Africa the diasporans all Africa a lot of African Americans are coming to the continent so those of those who have uh, traced their roots one of them are Martin Luther King and Whoopi Goldberg are certainly so uh, yes yes just the way you said that like they've traced their roots you'd think like martin luther king is still alive hey but we know <laughs> he died a certain way she said it I, green I, white and blue I, I actually wanted to say that but you know anyway <laughs> moving on no that is interesting that's a good fact yeah so um okay so tell us about your upbringing what what do you think inspired you to be um so diverse in business and entrepreneurship hmm. in sierra leone okay well my parents always had my father was a politician um but when so he was a politician but also a businessman and my mother obviously was a business well my mother was actually a teacher when i was born then i can't remember her being a teacher because as soon as i i became a toddler or started actually making sense of things she was actually in business so um she actually had a, a shop on on sander street okay and she sold many things she, she sold sorry she sold many things like um school uniforms um also, they sold beef, actually, mm. like meat wow. Uniforms. and stuff beef. like that. Yeah, so one many stop shop. They, <laughs> they also had transportation and things like that. So mm. obviously, um, being a little kid, um, I went to the international school, and uh, my mother's shop was near St. John's. So obviously, I'll go there every day after school. So obviously, I think maybe that. But um, after that, um, around when I was a teenager, around maybe thirteen or so, every would I say summer? We don't have summer in Sierra Leone. <laughs> every, every rainy season. Very <laughs> exactly. Every rainy season. So every break, like the long mm, break yeah. um, after school, moving to the next school year. Um, my father, I hated it that time, which mm. was very, very interesting. My father will actually 
we will not stay at home to play video games, etc. He will take us and we'll go to the our building material business on Bathurst Street. And I started working. I actually paid him. I think if I can remember, my first salary was I think like twelve thousand euros. <laughs> that was big money back then, of and, course. No, 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 no. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, and he started giving us responsibilities. So we, I was in charge of maybe the foreman and also uh, my brother was in charge of another part. I can't mm-hmm. remember, but I also remember that all throughout those holidays till like, um, I was like 16 or so, like three, four holidays, um, obviously going there all the time. And sometimes we just wake us up very early in the morning, even before, because um, the business also, we, we did have like a family property there so we could wash there and stuff. Um, I was with the trucks all the time, like to supply people building materials, with the trucks to supply sand, um, go take sand by Laka, Hamilton, things like that. I hated it because obviously I like playing my basketball. Yeah, right. And so sometimes I'll leave the driver and, and my father will be angry because I want to go play my basketball <laughs> once in a while. So I guess um, those, it actually molded me, all those things um, over time. And I guess that's the reason why. So I've always been hustling. Uh, um, um, for money and stuff like that so yeah and it's obviously you want to be comfortable in life so you need the extra money your salary will never ever be enough yeah never yeah that's true so i guess that's the reason why so um uh, starting with my mother's shop being there all the time and also working in my father's business or family business over time yeah okay and during your school days did you ever have your own like side hustle like i don't know sell pens or just something Um, like in school no to be honest no No. okay i was a very very should i say it here i was a very very naughty boy in school (laughs) (laughs) so um, (laughs) always always causing problems they didn't suspend me and luckily i didn't do drugs and they were just like very mischievous all the time and 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 being the the clown in the class so not talkative so, then actually yeah being disruptive yeah well, exactly yeah disruptive. well they'll always write i think if i go to all my i'm still keeping those um um report cards for my for my daughter but if you see all of them they'll be like <laughs> alfred's very talkative in class very, you know what i think like that but I always manage to pass above average do okay. well generally not like the best in the class to be honest with you um, but I still tease my daughter when she comes first. I usually tease her that I actually usually came minus two or so that it was better than first. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Dad, where is the report card? There we go. Ah. Receipts. But she knows, she knows. She knows mm. I'm only teasing her and stuff like that. Yeah, so I never did anything like that. So I guess it's only because um, I was around my parents and they were doing business all the time. And, and I think that's the reason why I, I continued with that same line of business, which mm-hmm. was building materials, which I actually knew. Okay. And, and I still do it to this day, actually, in a very mm-hmm. smart way. Yeah, um, okay, like, are you like a selling partner? Or? Yes, well, I, okay. I, still, I still sell to people, but I don't have any shop or, or anything. So okay. I don't have any shop or truck or things like that. So Okay, so it's more just people that know that you do this. Exactly, and, and supply to them. Yeah. Reduce okay. the cost, actually. Yeah, because obviously you open true. a shop and have yeah. drivers to deal with, you have a vehicle to deal with and things like that. So, wow. so that's okay. it. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about your college days. Not the year you went, since you don't want to disclose your age. Mm. But um, how was the ecosystem then, um, entrepreneurial ecosystem then and now? What would you say is like it's a difference? totally, totally different. different. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing, I think this explosion of all of you guys, actually, what mm-hmm. you guys are doing, this younger generation, I think maybe started maybe five, six years ago. And uh, even 
Um, well, well, I'm actually on the edge of just, I, I would have been a, a millennial maybe if, if I was born maybe one more year after. So, I'm not <laughs> <a millennial. laughs> so but um, all the young entrepreneurs I've actually interacted with now have actually really, really even inspired me. I know a lot of people who come up to me for advice and stuff like that, say, okay, we're well, doing this and stuff like that, what advice you need. But I think what a lot of people, including you guys, have been doing, just a little, little thing in your own little corner, actually inspires the older generation, I believe, and, mm. and including me. So um, uh, when we, when I, for example, when I finished college, yes, I was doing some business. Um, I think even after I started doing the business, later on, I didn't do it alone, the building material business. I actually teamed up with a friend that I went to college with. But we were the only ones, for example, in our own circle doing like extra business. So many, well, I guess some few other people, but people I can actually think of um, from, my, from the top of my head. So people, were, people just concentrate on their day jobs um, and people will not do extra things. Um, but now, and I think the other thing also is not only doing something extra, but also I think the new types of businesses that young entrepreneurs are actually engaging in which is really new. You know what I mean? Like you guys are doing podcasts, people are doing things that has to do with technology a lot, um, um, mobile apps and, and stuff like that. And obviously you're seeing them. And um, even quite recently when I um, was, a, well, not to judge, actually a mentor in the Sidster program, you can mm-hmm. actually see very young people come with really, really brilliant ideas. And I think the explosion of people doing clothing, people doing kitchen utensils obviously you guys only obviously very very good product doing um, um, skincare products and, and hair products and stuff like that yeah. I think it's really really good mm-hmm. so it's not actually doing the traditional things mm-hmm. but doing things that maybe Sierra um didn't expect that yeah, um, young like people would people do people are more innovative now and there's more of a creative scene that's, yeah. that wasn't here before At when all. they used mm-hmm. to come no so no no yeah. or it's more embraced I would say now yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure I was going to ask you that, Alfred. So do you think the fact we're now in a digital age has impacted the way people are doing entrepreneurship or the younger generation? Yes, I do believe. So there's this thing, I think, um, when we just finished college, obviously there was MTV on DSTV. So, yeah. so when we were young, if you have a satellite in your house, you're like really, really rich because obviously it was, more, it was really expensive than mm-hmm. it, yeah. it is now. So when we finished college, um, we used to, like, if you go to the club and you see people dancing and stuff, you say, ah, these are MTV babies. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea, well, what I wanted to say is that, look, when you, what I usually, anyway, when I travel or when you interact with the internet and stuff like that, you basically should absorb what is out there, out there in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... Uh, I guess because we live in, in the digital age, people are more exposed to th- these things. So mm-hmm. to give an example, um, when we just started Free Town Business School, and uh, one of the things we said, look, we know when you want to provide a service to your customers, you need to try as best as possible to make it easy for them. So all courses in sale, anybody that does a course, they will just go and people not people have to apply or call and stuff like that. We say, we want everybody to register online. So we had to build a website. Mm-hmm. The person that did the website was a very, very young entrepreneur. You know what I mean? And he did it really, really well and stuff like that. It's a simple thing, but it's actually a solution. Mm-hmm. So, and all this coding thing and stuff like that. To be honest with you, I usually say, look, <clears throat> if I wasn't a chartered accountant and a tax person, the two things I'll do in life will be an architect because I love buildings or maybe a coder. And, or you know what I mean? Like, because I love um, IT solutions because mm-hmm. obviously they make um, life easier. So obviously mm-hmm. living in a digital age, 
has brought so much possibilities and opened so, so much to us in Salian and obviously people that don't have the opportunity to travel and stuff like that. But we need to be more curious. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So, so you do have, yes, you do have a set of people that are, are more exposed and things like that. But everybody else needs to be more curious. For example, people using um, WhatsApp. Yes, you can use WhatsApp. It's good to use WhatsApp. But you can also go on YouTube to, to see more things there. So a funny thing, my daughter, um, when I was driving her to school before my son, my son started school. And every day I'll tell her, look, take my phone, my extra phone, for the 10 minutes we're driving. Just go Google anything you want. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything like how to make a plane, um, how do the planes fly, how, how to make um, anything, how to make a book, just anything. Just be just, curious. Yeah. Just yeah. Be curious. Mm. You know what I mean? And now, um, like when she just start, started, when, I, when we just started, I ah, know that, you know how kids are and stuff like that. But later on, she appreciated it. Okay. So it's, it's teaching people also to be more curious, to, to, to f- question to, things. Exactly. Well, yeah. And obviously, that builds a lot of things in them. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And that, obviously, that makes them more innovative and, yeah. and, 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 and more productive. Okay, that's good. Yeah. How do we get more people to do that, though? Like, your, I guess do- people, your daughter's lucky cause, because you have that kind of thinking. But well, so many well, well, I guess it also has. It, it also has to. Um, it also parents have to be very intentional. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know Absolutely. what I mean. So I usually tell people when I bring up my kids. Yes, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the most perfect dad and stuff like that. But I guess the way you see the world is going. That's the way, and also not even parents. Everybody else, you know, yeah, I mean? people true. that you interact with and stuff like that. People that can be your mentors and stuff like that so um even my younger brother when um he was finishing college i told him look he was in accounting and i told him look you need to know excel at a very very advanced level because the funny thing is that i only realize a lot of things so i usually tell myself what would i advise my maybe 25 year old self and stuff yeah my younger self and stuff like that so there are many things that i have also discovered so for example I started doing a lot of courses on Coursera, edx.org and stuff like that. Even things that maybe didn't even directly relate to my work mm-hmm. because I was being curious, you know what I mean? Okay. So I told my brother, look, go learn Excel and blah, blah, blah. First he thought he was, I was playing. He went to an interview and because he learned to Excel, he got the job. Oh, and wow. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just being the best you could be by actually trying as best as possible to expand what you know. Yeah, go the you, extra mile. Go in the yeah. extra mile and, and, and stuff like that. And obviously, when it comes to what you, your question you were asking earlier, very, be very intentional in yeah, terms okay. of you yeah, know what you want. It's not like you're going to control what your kid um, will do in life. Because, no. because to be honest with you... That's I, not in your power. No, no but <laughs> even my 10-year-old, she tells me... Now, even now, since she was like oh. seven or eight, she tells me, no, you're not going to dictate my life. I, yeah. This is how I want she's things vocal. to go. And I know, she's very, very vocal. <laughs> but we like that. We yeah, that's, that. that's good. That's good. Stuff like that. Yeah, so it's been intentional. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. So then what made you go into the public sector, given the fact that you had like your family business right after graduation? What made you choose a conventional lifestyle? Because it was very natural for everybody else to choose a conventional lifestyle. lifestyle. Okay. And I also thought that, um, so it was a balance. Having a day job gives you the security. True. You know what I mean? Months done, 
so so you could so um so that was so that was obvious it was obviously okay. i have i had to go conventional mm. and obviously the entrepreneurial spirit wasn't there at that time mm. and to be honest with you you will never ever regret i'm not saying that people could not you could not go directly into entrepreneurship and stuff like that but working in um, an office setting actually gives you a lot of discipline in many many things and actually builds you to make you very, very be very very professional it helps you when you're an entrepreneur you know what mm. i mean so many things that um so i was doing something a consultancy job in 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 for 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 um for african tax association forum and i was in um we were in uganda and one of the guys i was working with said well you had this position so how do you know all these things you know what i mean so i said look i've always been working so from from a, a, a collector from a revenue officer you know what i mean i've always been involved in doing things so yeah. it gives you that that discipline and for me um when freetown business school had a branding boot camp um a few weeks like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and i i gave a talk to, the, to talk to them about entrepreneurship and also working and how you balance that that and blah 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 i said look okay yes i've always been an entrepreneur I think this is the first time because I'm actually leaving my job at the end of the year. This is the first time I'm actually going to be a full-blown 100% entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So when you work, you have the the insurance of having your months done. Let's call it that way. Right. And it means that you can take more risks. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you take more risks, it means that you you will learn from those mistakes so that the most important thing is that it's good that you make mistakes you, yeah. you know what i mean I, it's i always love making mistakes i always love when things are really bad because when things are really bad i it's smile lesson, and say yeah. oh, man, i'm gonna show that i can i can be better you know what i mean yeah. i can also solve that problem absolutely so when so the advantage of maybe working and maybe having these maybe investing in, in little little business and businesses and doing different things you have the extra money but when you make those mistakes it means that i think over time i've actually prepared myself better i'm not saying i'm going to be perfect when i when i start my own business uh, um well my full-time business um next year that i'll concentrate on but it also gives you more um experience in how to deal with things okay. so so i didn't choose that route that time because obviously it was very conventional for everybody to do that right and it depends i, I will not so if you ask me to advise somebody whether you should go directly into entrepreneurship or you should go and work, it will be difficult for me to say. But if you have the, if you have the luxury of having a daytime job and also doing your business for the start, I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Because to be honest with you, when you're poor and you're an entrepreneur, ay, 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 ay. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. And you know what I mean? Because even when you read entrepreneurship books and stuff like that, you go through so much stress. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? How do I do A and B? Yeah, and and, and it's not all the time that you actually think of a business plan and you can actually execute it and maybe people want that product and all. So it's it's difficult. And I think also being an entrepreneur, you have to really prepare yourself. Mm. So a lot of people just jump into entrepreneurship. You, You know what I mean? You really need to prepare yourself in terms of reading a lot of books um uh, so um i was telling some students if it's on business school you have to be obsessed with people that have been 
successful being entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yes, these people, the Jeff Bezos of this world, the Mark Zuckerbergs of this world, blah, blah, blah. Yes, maybe they have all this money, but they started somewhere. Yeah. yeah so if you start. can read their books and know their story, it will actually will inspire you and also to know the things that you should do. Um, so I do listen to a lot of podcasts also. For example, I listen to The Pitch by um what's by gimlet and stuff like that so people go there and pitch and stuff like that so just like all this and i guess all that information i know it's a lot but basically when you absorb all that information you basically will likely make a better judgment a better decision Mm -hmm. um when you actually will do your business you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah yeah, because you'll be able to know, for example, you only put up now, if you know all those things, you'll be able to know that, okay, maybe I need... Yes, there's some things that come to you naturally, right. but you'll be able to know that, okay, you need to package it properly, you know what I mean, for it to be nice because the brand is important. You need to know, for example, um, that if you mistakenly put um, uh, 5% more in a jar, it means that you're actually losing some money, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. If you put it in 10 jars, that's actually 50%. Um, um, uh, uh, 20 jars, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, all those little, little things you really need to know them to how mm-hmm. to keep your costs down and all. But also, the, the, the challenge we also have in the penalty sale, and before you guys have ask a question, is that a lot of people, when they have the money, they start spending the money. That's the problem. Yeah. So, yeah. that's the other thing, yeah. Anyway. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are the challenges you think um, people have in Sierra Leone doing entrepreneurship? I think training is one. Yeah. I think we, we spoke a lot about um, training, actually them having a lot of information to know the right things to do, mm-hmm. um, how to keep your books, um, how to teach your customers. I usually mm-hmm. tell people that the customer is king, mm-hmm. how to ensure that you always have good cash flow yeah. because you do see a lot of businesses, even the big businesses, yeah? They will, be, they will have a lot of money coming in, um, turnover and stuff like that, but the cash flow is not there. So when there's no cash flow, there's, there are problems because you can't pay your your debtors and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think access to finance is another challenge mm-hmm. yeah. um, for, for many businesses. So last year I gave a talk, um, there's this group born to do business in, in McKinney and we're speaking about obviously access to to, to um, access to, to finance. And I think I was reading in the Guardian newspaper, I think one of these days, I will not name the NGO here, but there's an international NGO in town where they're saying they're charging like 30% or so to, to small micro businesses, oh. like micro, microfinance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So we actually whispered it, but you were not here. <laughs> so um, uh, that's the other challenge. I think what I think is changing now, which is not so much of a problem, is that I guess a lot of people don't trust young entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? But I think it's changing now because they know that young entrepreneurs are performing. And trust me, I don't know um, uh, guys that we're in the older generation, younger people are, are much smarter than the older guys. Trust me. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Yeah. I just think it's because we've grown up with Exactly, the with technology, yeah. the internet. So you guys, you know, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it means that it's just to, how do you mold people better? Yeah. Y- you, know, you know what I mean? And obviously, to be an entrepreneur, don't be very, very humble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I usually tell people when talking about the, the issue about be the customer is king. Be okay. very, be, yeah, exactly. King <laughs> king. 
I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm also. I fem- said the first time I didn't correct him. I'm also feminist. Oh yeah, it's like one of my people like, oh, I'm not racist. You know, my best friend is black. That is what I'm doing now. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, be very, very humble. Yeah. Um, it's it's very very necessary. Um, watch your money. You know, mm-hmm. how you spend your money it doesn't mean that because somebody has bought, maybe made a lot of orders and things like that. So, so these are, those are the things actually, it's challenges. And, but do you think that is because people, I, I find like a lot of people in Sierra Leone, they, I won't say they lack foresight, foresight mm-hmm. but everyone kind of is living for today. Do you mm-hmm. think those problems of spending as you get the money is because of that? Well, yes, and that's the reason why when I when we, we um, the discussion earlier about how do you balance maybe you having a day job, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and and doing your business, right? Because obviously, if you have a day job, and obviously, I'm not saying everybody will be lucky to have a day job or no, a good, or good day job. So, right. so, so that's uh, I don't want you listening and saying well, come out because you be get work, stuff like that. But I think it means that if you have that security, it means that you will not go spend the, um, the, the, the business money on, on that's some, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to be honest with you, if that's the business you're living off, then you have to live off it. Yes, yeah, yeah. But what is important, don't go spend your money frivolously. You know what I mean? Eesh. Don't go. Um, uh, don't go and go to Cocoa Points and I'm not saying <laughs> don't use that Ogi money to go to go, go have party. to go party mm, you know, you know party what I mean so you know what I mean you have to prioritize yeah. you know what I mean if you have to grow your business day. and if you know that you have to live from that business it means that don't go you get for cutting up uh, exactly mm. it doesn't mean that because you see people going to Gigi yeah. Bonza every Sunday you also should go there your situation's different my exactly. friend exactly mm-hmm. so, so that's what's important I you agree know I mean? but I, it's, it's obvious if, if that's the only business you do so you do have a lot of because obviously the, the um, employment obviously in Sierra Leone we all know uh, we ha- do have low um, employment figures so it means that it's not possible for everybody to have a job absolutely and even a good job and also, Absolutely. a lot of people that will also have a good job, it means that their job will request, require them, sorry, to, to work long hours. Yeah. So it means that they will also not have time. But on the other hand, for example, I had, um, I had a very, very demanding job. I've, I've always had a demanding job for the past um, 15, 16 years. But balancing it also is finding that extra time that you could use for maybe I'm not saying I don't do extracurricular activities and stuff like that, but maybe balancing it. So instead okay. of maybe you spending long hours in a club or maybe drinking in a bar and stuff like that, you could actually use those hours to do something that will bring more money for you. Um, you know what I mean? Okay, so yeah. and, and and doing your business. So it's actually how do you manage your time mm-hmm. and and, it, and even that helps you when you're even doing your job. You, you know what I mean? How That's do you true. how do you actually spread those hours between? the morning to we always say 24 hours is not enough but how do you actually how are you actually um, I, you're able to actually concentrate on doing different things and mm-hmm. trying as best as possible not everybody will ha- will get it or have it mm-hmm. but on the other hand you need to try to have that balance that's true nice mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's like you just answered everything <laughs> um so you touched a bit on freetown business school uh, what about uh, elaborating a bit more what you do? Okay. 
So and what brought it about? Everything. Yeah, exactly. So Freetown Business School has three founders. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Sisei, she um, she's a chartered accountant. She also has African Moneypreneur, which is um, um, a money blog. And you have Violet Asgill. She's a HR specialist, and she also has Craft HR. So I'm the only I'm I'm the I'm the um, what would I say I'm the only man now, uh-huh, you know what I mean? uh-huh. but the good thing is that Freetown <laughs> Business School is very poor poor women so we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah very 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 all our policies and stuff like that so we came together so obviously Christine and I are cousins oh, so we okay. started talking about it and we say look we the idea there that three of us we've worked in sailing for some time but also both of them had a lot of experience from overseas because they grew up overseas, went to school overseas, and blah blah blah. Now, I mean, I'm the only Salomobo, anyway. <laughs> so, but since I've worked in sailing for a long time in an organization and also interacting with a lot of people, it meant that we knew that there was this big gap in our human, like human resource skills in mm-hmm. sailing. Like, you know, you're working with people, people can't maybe write a good report, people don't know basic things, soft skills, presentation skills public speaking skills, um, also even also very technical skills in terms of, let's say, procurements or maybe tax or maybe HR and stuff like that. So we said, okay, it would be good for us to open Freetown Business School because obviously we know, because when you open, also open a business, I think what people should also learn, and I think this is another lesson, is that try to do something where you know the markets you'll be able to sell to the markets. You know what I mean? Just don't go do something that everybody... Don't go sell diamonds. You know, somebody sell diamonds. You know what I mean? Oh, God. You, you know what I mean? So you need to be innovative a little bit. You, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Thinking about, okay, the market, there's this gap in the market. Mm-hmm. So let's try as best as well to fill it. Because it's also two aspects. Yes, it's a business who wants to make money, but also we want to try as best as well to contribute to sale union, as sale unions. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm building that... Um, um, building the, the skills of the workforce. So obviously we formed it in 2017. Um, up till now, 2017, 2018 and 2019, approximately we delivered maybe 50 plus courses, um, yeah. possibly. And uh, we have like maybe 1,000 to 1,200 or so people that have actually gone through Fitam Business School. Um, so obviously creating that impact. And one of the things we said, look, we... Also, when we're creating this impact, we want people, we want to have feedback. Mm-hmm. So we'd always ask persons to get feedback from each and every course. We'll have feedback from, our, from the participants, from, the, from our partners and stuff like that. To ask persons possible to improve things mm-hmm. and how we go. Because we want, we want to be different from everybody else that will come into the market or is in the market. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, we deliver in different courses in... Um, uh, branding bootcamp so we're doing things in marketing customer services tax procurement projects management um, what else how many courses do you guys offer um, approximately we do like up to 12 courses a year mm-hmm. yeah okay. uh, you know 12 courses a year but we also do bespoke courses for organizations so organizations will come mm. we do a lot of we do data analysis okay. um, using excel and things like that so the idea there is to be very practical. So the people that we have as our facilitators are people that have actually worked in industry that actually know. Okay. So it will bring somebody in that, um, if we're bringing anybody in that's a procurement specialist, for example, mm-hmm. somebody that actually is a procurement person. It's not like somebody who maybe went to um, procurement college and maybe teaching procurement in a university, you know what I mean? Right. Somebody that actually has done all the processes, you know what I mean? Because we want people... 
as soon as they leave Freetown Business School, they're actually able to implement mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they've learned. So it's very practical, having case studies, allowing people in the classes to actually do things for themselves because it's a very professional environment. It's not that kind of environment where you just feed people. And I think that's the other thing also coming to that. What we know, what we know, because for example, yes, they didn't go to university in Sierra Leone, but I know, and obviously going through the schooling system in Sierra Leone is that they just give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Give it to you, go pass. You know what I mean? Just yeah. go study and just go, um, um, just go put it back in the paper and stuff like that. So we want people, because I think the other thing that will help Sierra Leone and Sierra Leoneans in general, not only entrepreneurs, but also people that work, it's for people to be able to think outside the box. Yes, it sounds cliche, but trust me, when you're working with somebody that can actually be able to think outside the box and box, sorry, and come up with more solutions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If there's a problem, then it means that you've, you've tried, you will, your work is much more easier. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. You know what I mean? So even if you have business procedures in an organization and you come and they say, okay, well, when they have to pay that person, they need to bring the check to Yasmin first to sign, and they need to bring it to you to approve and stuff like that. It doesn't necessarily mean that it should be that way till kingdom come. Mm, you know what I mean? Me. If Gosh. there's a way wherein that process can be shortened by continuous improvements and actually changing that process, mm-hmm. fine. But you need people that can actually think outside the box mm-hmm. to be able to do that. I agree. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. On that note... I think that I always say there's only two countries I've been to and it feels like time has stood still. That's Sierra Leone and Cuba. Cuba, mm. I understand because of their history. Mm. But Salone, I don't know, we're just so stuck in the ways of doing things yeah. like from the past. So don't do No, but I was, I was just following on from your last, what you were just saying about it's not because you mess it like that. Mm-mm. It should be Mm-mm. that process. And Alfred had said it earlier, just about like invoking curiosity in yeah. people. Mm. And that's so we're not curious people mm-hmm. by nature. Yeah. Certain yeah. It's very really complacent. Yeah. And I think it also has to do with maybe the way we brought up. Yes. I think so, yeah. yeah. Sure. Kind of brought up not to question yeah. anything. And trust me, as I know some parents will be listening, I'm not saying your kid should sit around you all the time, but most of the time, you know, when adults are speaking. It's not like I allow my kids to be around us all the time, you know what I mean? <laughs> but sometimes, if you know you're not, if it's not anything that, um, you know what I mean, yeah. harmful to the kid. Right, I, I agree. Allow, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's nice to engage them and stuff like that. I because, so. And I think it's also nice to allow younger people to ask questions. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, the co- our, our cultures, and obviously, um, I don't think I'll change people when, they come to, when it comes to their cultures and stuff like that. But I guess the younger generation, us, even I'm included in, in, in that, now when we have kids, we, we allow them to ask more questions or mm-hmm. to question mm-hmm. things or to, you know what I mean? Like, in the past, they will not allow you. Yeah. Mind? Yeah. What was your um, upbringing like yours? I feel like my parents allowed me to question quite a lot. Mm-hmm. No, mine too, yeah. Because they wanted to be intentional. Just, just mm-hmm. like Alpha Tay, my parents were intentional okay. about that. So we asked questions. My, my parents were very old school. <laughs> they were great, but they are very old school. <laughs> you know like, I mean? nope, this is this. But like, because mm-hmm. a lot, like, especially Alpha's generation, they were raised not to question the status quo. So like when we came about, it's like, the structure is not working for us, especially mm-hmm. in the economic situation that mm-hmm. we're in. So we had to break all those kind of barriers. Yeah. Mm, I think that's true. what um, inspired this whole uh, surge of entrepreneurship in Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. And West Africa in general, like a lot of yeah. millennials are and returning climate, home. Of course, like. So that's it, just because it was so harsh and employment yeah. rates is so low. Mm-hmm. I mean, but there are many things that contributed to that. But yeah, what would you say is your favorite course you've delivered at Freetown Business School and why? 
Should I be biased and say yes. the, tax, the tax course? Of course, I didn't get to the tax course. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, uh, which myself personally? Um, you, yeah, or just like so. Um, so my 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 myself personally, I think mm-hmm. we did. Um, it would be obvious for me to say tax because it will come to me naturally and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've done it for for the past fifteen, sixteen years. Um, uh, we did we did deliver some courses to a government MDA recently. Okay. And we, I did project management, and I also do monitoring and evaluation and stuff like that. Okay. And I think I love them. Mm. I love them because um, I've already done them before. You know what I mean? I've done courses in them before. I've done a lot of project management before. But it was me being very um, uh, innovative in actually how I delivered it. Okay. So I love, I just love the way we did it. And I think generally everybody in Freetown Business School was also very proud about all the courses we delivered. Um, mm-hmm. It was through um, a donor-funded project because all the courses we delivered were not things that um, will naturally deliver. Okay. They were things that, so we had to tailor it for the organization. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I said I was very innovative was, was because, so we were able to like look at the organization and try to tailor the course according to the organization. Okay. And the good thing was that we actually left a lot of tools and, uh, and practical things that I, they can actually do. Mm-hmm. So for example, when it came to the monitoring evaluation, we were able to give them tools that they could use to actually able to monitor their projects right. and their programs and stuff like that when it came to project management. So there's this funny thing when I was teaching the project management course mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember, I think the windows were not fixed properly or they had to like remove something to fix something. And Ish. I said, look, if you guys had actually done this course before, you will know all the steps you should have taken before you started. Okay, yes, I think mm-hmm. what happened was that they had this project, the same donor agency was giving them um, uh, money to, to fix the, the, the room, but they didn't give them furniture. So later on, they had to go to them again for, for furniture and stuff like that. So I said, look, if you had done the project management course before and followed right. the principles, you'd be able to know all the things you should do because obviously you contact all the stakeholders so they mm-hmm. know their needs and blah, blah, blah. So I think I, I was very, very proud of that. So that yes, good. yeah. But I love, obviously, the tax courses we deliver. I'm the lead consultant for that, and I'm sorry, the lead um, facilitator for that. Okay. And also the data analysis that I also deliver. But generally, I think the one that's apart from those, I think the one that Freetown Business School is really proud of is maybe it's new now, yes, but the branding bootcamp. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that was well publicized. Yes. And the reason why we're proud of that is because. One thing that Freetown Business School does, I remember I was saying we're very poor women, mm-hmm. is that for each and every course, women have a 5% additional discounts. Okay. But nice. for all our courses, um, guys, don't flood me. All our courses, we do have maybe one or two entrepreneurs come in there for free. Okay. We do have a general 10% discount for all entrepreneurs. Okay. So, for example, if you're a woman and you have, uh, you're an entrepreneur, you already have a 15% discount for all our courses at Freetown mm. Business School. But the branding bootcamp, the reason why I think we're proud of it is because we're having an, we, we've had an impact on young graduates and entrepreneurs, something that they can actually take out to the world and implement and make their businesses better. Mm-hmm. And also even the ones that are working for organizations that actually can go in there in the organizations and try as best as possible. Yes, I know some organizations don't want to change, but they'll go there and shake their the marketing <laughs> manager say, let's implement this because mm-hmm. we think this is better. So that's impact because at the end of the day, yes, one thing people should try as best as possible to do is 
when you're doing a business, try to get some impact on people, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, impact is when you rob <laughs> the OE in Amatan season, you know what I mean, or, or go overseas, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. have that impact on the lives of people. So I think we're proud of that also. That's good, that's good. Yeah. Do you have any advice for somebody who would like to go into the entrepreneurial space or even open their own business and work at the same time? Okay, first of all, you need to work very, very hard. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a day job and have a side hustle, you call it. So this guy, I can't remember, I think his name is Patrick McGuinness or something like that. Anyway, he wrote a book called 10% something. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'll find it. So if you want to do that, it means that you need to work longer hours and concentrate on those two. Because mm-hmm. you don't want a situation wherein your work suffers because of your side hustle. On yeah. the other hand, also, yes, the, the job, you've signed a contract with somebody. So in terms of integrity, in terms of being professional, you need to try as best as possible to do that job the best you can. Absolutely. You know, with your abilities and, and not say, well, if, if, if you, for example, have an entertainment business and you have opened your entertainment business till midnight, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't go to, your, to work 7 o'clock or 8 mm. o'clock in the morning. You, you know what I mean? Go. You got to go. Um, uh, but I think it's number one, work very, very hard. Number two, generally for entrepreneurs, think very, very hard about what type of business you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you want to make money, but don't do anything that maybe people will just, you just think it's the, it's the trend, it's the, it's the vogue, what's, what's in vogue. Yeah. Don't do anything that you know you don't have the skills for and obviously work very hard. So I know a young entrepreneur, maybe I can even say Monaj, for example, Ramona. And uh, because she was my staff, spoke to her a lot when she was starting and i know that she puts a lot of time and effort into her learning her, her trade mm-hmm. in terms of how to make the bags how to make the the the, the slippers and stuff like that so okay. don't go do something that you know you can do you don't oh, have yeah. the skills to do you know what I mean? if you're doing something and you know that you're not good with your hands that that business is you have to be good in your, with your hands don't do it you know what i mean if you if you're going to cook or something you know maybe you can cook or maybe you need oh, to ask goodness. people be realistic so be realistic <laughs> you know what i mean sky is supposed to do something that you're good at and people come back to you and obviously we spoke about being humble mm-hmm. um uh, about money most times the people advise you that especially when you start a business where if you don't have the money try to get money maybe from friends and families if you, get, mm. if you don't get friends and family, you get money now, Osho. <laughs> but obviously, a bank will not give you money because you no. don't have the security and all. Mm. So start small, grow the business organically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't just go boom and stuff like that. So it's little by little. Yeah. So it's having that balance and working very hard. Yeah, okay. definitely. That's yeah. true. Well, thank you, Alfred. It's been a very good interview. It has. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much, guys, for having me. Okay. And yeah, it's going to end with the... Proverb, the Salome pro- proverb. The Salome proverb mm-hmm. is talk af, left af. Very short and sweet, but literally do not put all your cards on the table. Obviously, share your ideas, but do not put it all out there. I agree. So we wish you the best of luck in your new chapter, in your new firm. We know you'll do well. Thank you very much, guys. Very welcome. And I guess you guys will be my client very soon. We hope to be. So So as usual, you can find... Oh, we want to plug Alfred, of course. Alfred, plug all your socials, all your entities. Go. Twitter at KiboboFred, K-I-B-O-B-O-F-R-E-D. Same for Instagram, just KiboboFred. I'm not on Facebook. 
<laughs> Don't ask really? me why. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the first year yeah. reunion on non Facebook. Never ever on Facebook. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, LinkedIn, Alfred Akibovets. I do. My LinkedIn is more for professional work, my professional life. So that's it. And Freetown Business School? Freetown Business School, um, hmm, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> it's Freetown Business School on Facebook. Okay. Um, Freetown Business School on LinkedIn. Um, for Instagram, it's also Freetown Business School. For Twitter, it's at F-B-S-E-D-U-S-L. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. We just search Freetown Business School. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll come up. Okay, cool. Yeah. And they have a website, FreetownBusinessSchool.com. Yeah. yeah, so it's our website is www.fbs.edu.sl. Okay, okay. great. Thanks. Yeah. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at Y Square Pod. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. West Square Pod, West Square Pod, Nagalisti West Square Pod. West Square Pod, West Square Pod, Nagalisti West Square Pod.